This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So in this video, in this podcast today, I want to take some time to talk about, you know, what it means to be a contrarian by buying silver and gold and how your financial future, I think, is going to look vastly different from, I'd say, majority of, of people, especially here in the Western world, uh, when it comes to, to their future assets, their retirement, their investment portfolio, etc., and, you know, the reason I'm talking about this really gets to two major headlines, two major news items that, that many here in the alternative media are probably familiar with and seen. Uh, first of all, it's the national debt, you know, recently topping $22 trillion. This is something I've talked about extensively as of late. And, 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 you know, the idea that national debt is a bad thing, that's out of control, et cetera, that's by no means a novel thought. But But I've also been talking about you know, who's going to fund this deficit in the future? Like, yes, it's it's going through the roof. In fact, you know, I, I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it doubles within the next, uh, you know, eight years or six years. And yet, you know, doubling or talking about how high it's going to go is, is one thing, but, but it's a whole other thing to talk about. Well, who's going to buy all of those bonds? And, and you know, in doing a video on this a couple of weeks ago about who's bought them as of late, you know, you kind of get to the answer that has it been foreign governments? No. Has it been foreign investors? Maybe a bit. Maybe a bit of foreign government investment. Certainly hasn't been the Fed. They've been reducing their holdings. You know, the, the, the main buyer of U.S. bonds over the last year has been you and I. Now, not literally, but as a whole, U.S. citizens have funded most of this recent increase in the deficit. Uh, and that's through um, additions to things like mutual funds, 401ks, IRAs, uh, pension funds, etc., that's where a lot of Americans are kind of banking on on their retirement and in, in U.S. debt, unfortunately. Um, I, and it kind of, you know, the, the, the term bag holder kind of comes to mind that, that unfortunately, unknowingly, to some extent, many of these people do know where, where their investments are, um, they're going to be left holding something at what they're going to be buying at, like 2.5%, 3% yield on a lot of these bonds. Um, and in the end, uh, we couldn't see inflation move much, much higher than that. And and yet the other you know big headline here in the alt media, uh, especially here in the precious metal sphere, that, that stand in stark contrast to that is what central banks and governments have been buying over the last year, namely gold. I mean, they're buying gold at like the fastest pace they have in decades, uh, maybe ever. And, and it really, you know, you, you got to ask yourself, you know, why is that the case? And I think many of you guys know why that's the case. Now, yeah, central banks buying gold. Does that mean gold's going to go up? Does that mean not necessarily? But these these two examples, I think, stand in stark contrast to each other. On one example, you have people buying worthless assets, bonds, which basically in the end will be funded by a an increasingly uh, 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 devalued currency. And on the other hand, you have central banks who arguably. Uh, have a lot more insider knowledge and, and long-term outlook and whatnot, buying a physical asset that has stood the test of time. I'm talking thousands of years. And, and I think, again, this kind of relates to our own individual lives, right? Again, the term 
be your own central bank comes to mind. Now, I'm not saying, first of all, don't take any of this as an investment advice, but I'm not saying that there's not any value in various investment tools outside of silver and gold, whether it's stocks or bonds or mutual funds or or contributing to your 401k with a match from your employer or an IRA or, or if you have a pension. I'm not saying like just don't utilize those. Sure. I mean, what if we're wrong on this whole idea of, of debt being bad and, 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 and inflation eventually coming and silver and gold performing well in terms of preserving wealth? What if we're wrong in that? Well, maybe you want to hedge against that or, or maybe some of these opportunities are just too hard to pass up on. I'm not saying, again, don't take this as investment advice, but I'm not even saying that you should put 100% of your assets into silver and gold. I'm just saying that those of us that are holding silver and gold, I think will face a very different future than those that are primarily going to be bag holders. And, and I think it goes beyond just government bonds. I mean, corporate debt, which is oftentimes held in a lot of these funds, sometimes or usually at a higher yield. They, uh, I, I think corporate debt is is a major problem going forward. And, and I think there's a good amount of that uh, that is going to be, you know, destroyed. It's going to be defaulted on, right? Uh, a lot of that corporate debt. And the rest, I think, is, is going to deal with quite a bit of inflation. I mean, the idea of a bond being a good price at 5 6 7%, uh, or a good good return. Um, that sounds great, but but again, we're also living in an environment in which, apparently or supposedly, allegedly, you know, inflation is around two percent. But but what what if it's at six percent? What if it's at ten percent? You know, a very different environment for a lot of these bag holders. For a lot of these bag holders, right? Uh, or even stocks, right? Um, the stocks have been a very popular option by, by things like pension funds and just in general, retail investors. Uh, and, and, and the crazy thing is, is that it's not like there's any correspondence to the price or the valuation or just what you and I might call reality when it comes to buying these. Uh, they just buy them regardless of where the S&P is or where the Dow Jones is or where these valuations are. It, it's just it's it's mindless at some point. Um, and, and, and I think, you know, unfortunately, you know, a lot of these people I'm talking about, I'm not trying to talk about them. I'm not going to call them sheeple or I'm not going to say that they're, they're, they're just stupid or whatever. No, I'm not trying to demean these people. I'm just simply saying that the vast majority of the U S population and the Western population are banking on U S debt, corporate debt, stocks, and to some extent, maybe some real estate as their retirement, as their be-all, end-all. And all of those things, to one extent or another, is dependent on a relatively stable currency. It's dependent on a U.S. government debt that doesn't double in the next 10 years. It's dependent on the fact that debt in the United States can continue to rise with little to no consequences. It's dependent on the fact that uh, QE and, and zero or negative interest rate policies over the last 10 years and potentially uh, over another 10 years is somehow not going to cause irreversible damage to the financial system. That's what they're banking on. And, you know, the alternative is is kind of what we're banking on, that all of those things do matter, that all of those things will run their course this year, five years from now, 10 years from now. It doesn't matter because, again, we're talking long term here, right? I'm in my 20s, right? I have a long career. I have a long life in front of me before 
the whole idea of retirement or scaling back work or whatever, you know, is even going to, to cross my mind. And yet, I can be prepared now, right? Uh, rather than choosing to get into uh, these, you know, other investment tools, these other assets that I think will ultimately lead me uh, uh, in a much more more precarious financial position going forward. Um, but but the other thing to keep in mind is that, I mean, yes, we're, we're talking about our, our friends, our families, our, our our parents, children, brothers, sisters, aunts, uncles, etc. That are that are holding these investments, these people that will be eventually uh, bag holders. But what does this mean for for how we present silver and gold to them? I mean, this has been another uh, big topic of mine as of late. You know, I made I made a video uh, earlier this week talking about um, the 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 growth of the the stacking hobby in the Western world over the next five years. And, and a lot of it does not come down to people randomly getting suggested by YouTube videos on YouTube. I mean, that's me part of it, maybe. But but a lot of it is going to come down to word of mouth, right? Talking to your friends and your family about silver and gold. Obviously, the people that you trust, right? Um, but th- there's still time, right? I, I've talked to family members, friends, uh, people at my church about silver and gold. Many of them shrug it off and say, no, like, you know what? I'm going to make the dangerous, and I'm, of course insert I'm talking for them, but I'm going to make the dangerous assumption that (laughs) the financial system is going to play out over the next 20 to 40 years, depending on their age or even longer, just like it has, you know, since, you know, the post-World War II era or even back to the seventies. And and I think that's a very dangerous, as I said, assumption um, that, that again, goes back to their banking on the fact that all those things I talked about are, are true. But they still have time. They still have a large amount of assets, these bonds, these stocks, real estate, etc. They haven't collapsed in value yet. They still have the opportunity to divest into precious metals. And I'm not making a case for 100%. I'm just saying that silver and gold, they're going to preserve their value through this next collapse. Are they going to appreciate in terms of purchasing power? I think so. But even if they don't, right, if, if we see... Silver and gold double while the dollar drops in value over the next five years uh, is is cut in half, okay? We're going to be doing pretty well compared to those left holding bonds, those left holding a lot of stocks, I think, uh, et cetera. I mean, the the whole idea that if the dollar is cut in half, stocks are going to double, that's, again, a dangerous assumption because, well, they're dependent on stable currencies. They're dependent on etc you know all these other factors of stable economy which i don't think they would have in that in that scenario so again don't be a bag holder i guess that's kind of the big takeaway from this um and the other big one would be to to talk about those that you care those that you love about considering investing in silver and gold considering taking out an insurance policy on their financial future doesn't have to be a hundred percent. Doesn't even have to be ten percent if they don't want to. But I think many of you guys can test for the fact that buying physical silver and gold, taking delivery of it, um, is kind of an indescribable uh, 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 feeling. And, and then holding it in your physical position possession, all of a sudden, once you kind of get used to that, all of those other assets that are, you know, paper assets, digital assets, held in some random financial institutions uh uh accounts and and 
not at all in your own possession and not at all really within your own control and and subject to the whims of the market and 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 all of these major systemic risks all of a sudden that looks really risky what used to be seen as a sure thing pensions iras mutual funds etc all of a sudden look very risky very speculative and silver and gold uh, really appear to be maybe the real way to preserve your wealth through this next i guess era so as always you know I, i'd love to hear your thoughts on this down below in the comment section uh what are your thoughts on this video do you talk to your friends and family about this i probably asked you guys that in the few in the past but but let me know down below in the comment section as always thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video and god bless